This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. Well, Junie, the week seemed just to roll around, and here we are at the beginning of another week. And if you have been with us the last two weeks, you know we've been speaking about a very important subject. And that is the need to recognize God, the Lord himself, as our guide. As a quick review, we spoke from Isaiah 58:11, which says, The Lord will be your guide continually. And we shared from Psalm 32, verse 8, which says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. And from the New Covenant in John 16, 13, we read that the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. So, Junie... There's an open invitation from God to be our guide. And when we seek the Lord for guidance and obey him, we would, in effect, uh, fulfill the scripture that says, In him I live and move and have our being. That is living by faith. And the word declares that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So as we seek his guidance and trust him for all our decisions, our lives will become so one with him, Junie, that our choices, his choices, I should say, will become ours because that's who we've gone to to make all our decisions. So sooner or later, his choices will become ours. Wow. And I know, Shelley, that um, the first century uh, disciples walked through many things that they didn't understand, such as Peter. Um, He never thought he could deny the Lord. And yet, he denied him three times. But something happened to him, Shelley, when uh, the Lord gave instruction to go to the upper room in Jerusalem right after uh, the Passover. And they mentioned, after Peter denied Jesus three times, and bring Peter also. And... On Shavuot, or what we know in the church as Pentecost, tongues of fire came into the room, and the people there, 120, were baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire. And the same Peter who denied the Lord three times because he feared to be identified with Jesus because a couple of Jews said, aren't you part of Jesus's um, friends right before Jesus's crucifixion, 
Peter feared and said, no, I don't know this man. And three times, he mentioned that three times he denied the Lord or being one with him. And I'm sharing all this, Shelley, because this is the season that we're in of Pentecost. It hasn't come yet. This is the season between Passover and Pentecost. This is the season of the Lord's desiring us to wait on him to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And you know, Shelley, John the Baptist, when he was baptizing, Jesus was his cousin. When people wanted to know if he was the Messiah, he said, no, I baptize with water. But the one who comes after me is greater than me. I'm not worthy to untie his shoelaces. And when he comes, he will baptize you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire. So for God to be our guide, Shelley, as he guided Peter in the first century and all of those apostles, it was an apostolic mentality that God wants us to have today to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire that we might understand God desires to guide us and lead us. And so the the Psalms that you spoke are uh, authentic and real in God's heart and uh, we as his disciples need to know that and we cannot know aside from his Holy Spirit and fire that purges our lives that we really might be one with him. So we spoke about it in the past, but the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. And so much of that is when we make our everyday decisions in life, that we can't make it on our own. We need him. And if we are not living with the Lord as our decision maker, every choice we make is like another fork in the road. For us, that will either draw us closer to the Lord or distance us from him. And, when, and basically, Junie, life could be looked upon just as a series of choices. We want to look at the choices of one of the two men in the Old Covenant that God refers to as his friend, and that man is Moses. And we will look at Moses' choices at a very critical time in his life, and the ingredients in the decisions or the choices that he made are very instructive for us today. And our decisions should not be made on the same basis that unbelievers make their choices. So, Junie, let's get into the choices that Moses made. And right before we get into those choices, Shelley, when you were when you were saying that, here's what I thought: that Moses's mother made a choice before Moses was old enough to choose for himself and put him in a basket with a blanket over him and put him on the waters and really in a very real way she put Moses' life into God's hands because she had no idea where that basket, where the wind would move that basket, but she really felt that her son was special and she trusted God for his guidance and told her daughter Miriam to go and look and see what happens with this basket. And Miriam saw that the basket went to the palace. 
and the pharaohs was it his daughter his daughter or his niece the his daughter. daughter found Moses and raised him as her own son so it's interesting Shelley that sometimes our life when it's presented by God in and through God he calls for a mom and a dad to be guided and trusted um, that God will help them with their children and he will deliver their children because in a very real way Shelley before Moses had his choice God delivered him into the hands of Pharaoh's daughter and in a very real way Shelley Moses was ordained by God to be used as the deliverer so we need to see that we can trust God to guide us we can trust him and we can turn everything in our lives over to him because he is faithful Amen. And now we're going to get to the point, Junie, which is what you said is so right on. Are we going to trust God to make our choices? Turn with us to chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews, beginning at verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen. Junie, these are such powerful scriptures. I remember as a new believer, this caught my eye. It was just an incredible contrast to the way people live in the world. By faith, So instantly we see that his choices were made by faith. But what we're going to be talking about this week, and hopefully it'll be such an encouragement to all of us, what constituted that faith? What ingredients went into faith that Moses could make such decisive, powerful decisions, choices that affected not only his life, but the life of Israel itself? So every choice we make, is far greater than we might understand at that very moment. And you know, Shelley, Moses' family was a priestly family. In other words, they were um, Levites. Uh, Levites. Uh, they, you know, the law wasn't given yet, and the calling of the priesthood wasn't given yet, but Moses' mother and father followed the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they lived for uh, God because they were Hebrews. They were, they were slaves. And, uh, and they, they loved God. They wanted to please God. And I'm saying this because as the church, we are called to be kings and priests unto God. And... Uh, It's so important as uh, parents and as children of the Lord himself to know that God desires to guide us. So when we look through the ingredients of what Moses' choices were, that's because Moses' family, his mother and father, 
prayed for him. Aaron and Miriam prayed for him even when he wasn't in their house. So for us to really trust God to be our guide, that we need to know the background of what it is that God is and who he is in our lives, Shelley, that if we have Jesus in our heart and we really look to him to guide us, that is his desire. And that's seen in the history of Israel, the history of the first century church, and even in Jesus' life himself when he came as the Son of Man. So this is what we're going to be talking about this week. Choices. Are you so tuned in to the leading of the Holy Spirit that you will become a man or a woman whose choices don't depend on what you think or what you feel to do. But or even what we think. That's right. But your choices will be a reflection of God's heart and we will become spokesmen and demonstrations of God's will because he will not call us to do something that is not in his perfect will. And we won't know his choice, Shelley, unless we cry out to him Amen. and ask him. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank, thank you, Lord. Lord. I pray, Lord, that as the people listening today will look at these verses, you will speak to them, and I pray, Lord, that this will be a week of encouragement to get off the throne of our life and allow Jesus to be enthroned within us to make every choice in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.